Do you feel stuck living the life that someone else planned for you? Are you ready to dive deep and discover the life you dream of living? I've helped many others create the life of their dreams and step into it, and I can help you too. Schedule a discovery session with me through my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to begin your dream life. Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty. The questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Podcast. I'm Kelly Buckley, and I have a fabulous guest today. We feature women on our podcast who have had a turning point in their confidence journey, and Christy is definitely somebody who can share that. So let me share a little bit about her. Christy Carney is an empowerment coach for women and teens, an international speaker, and two-time best-selling author. Christy is based on the Fraser Coast of Queensland, Australia, where she lives with her husband, two sons, two dogs, and two horses. Christy has been working for herself with women. Four women in that time has helped thousands on their journey to be their most empowered self, both mentally, physically, and emotionally. Christy has had the pleasure of being interviewed on LA Talk Radio, local papers, guest speakers at retreats and International Women's Days, and most recently, podcasts. And I am so honored to have you here, Christy. Hi. Good morning from Australia. I love that we can connect and I can be in the late afternoon and you can be in the morning. And I think it's so fun. Technology is the key. Yes. So, ah, so I know we have chatted a little bit and I have enjoyed getting to know you. So let's share with our listeners. We'll just dig right in because your story is just amazing. So can you share some of your story about how you, where your turning point was with your confidence and what you did to start to elevate it? Absolutely. Now, of course, if you tell someone's life story, we may be here for quite some time, but I've learned to do it in snapshots. And as you asked there, Kelly, thank you, first of all, for having me and sharing me with your audience and the world. So I'm very excited for that opportunity. Um, I'd say more so it's been a few pivotal moments in my life that have brought me to be the person that I am today and to be able to share on the platforms that I do now. If you'd asked me at school to public speak, not a chance. You wouldn't, I would, had no confidence, didn't feel valued or worthy enough that I had something that needed to be said or that anything that came out of my mouth or my heart or my head was worthy of, of any value. Okay. So it wasn't until my adulthood that I suppose, you know, the the real pivotal moments, those aha moments that were life changing, you know, you could, you had that, that, um, what do you call it? The junction 
you know, the crossroads and you could have gone this way, you could have gone that way instead of taking, you know, the straight path, like ideally in the ideal world, oh, there was roller coasters and dead ends and forks in the roads and going off the beaten track and everything like that. But I think as a teenager, my pivotal moment was realising that the unhealthy environment that I lived in when I lived with one of my parents, um, which was emotionally, physically, mentally abusive. And I went from like the polar opposite. I went from that where I felt that I was on guard all the time. I didn't know whether I'd get Jackal or Hyde when they came into the room and then went to my family, my, my father's side of the family, where it was nothing but love and there was no restrictions. And I could have gone completely off the rails and gone down the really bad path. And thankfully, I, I did, you know, paddle for a little while and tread water. But thankfully, that love was enough. But it was a different kind of love. And that's what we've learned. And that's the big thing that I've learned is that, you know, you can have that loving environment, but if it's not the loving environment that you personally need, that can sometimes still make or break that person, you know, the the frame of mind and things like that. So pivotal moment was making that decision to get myself out of that unhealthy situation as a teen and then go and live with, with my dad where I was able to blossom and grow and learn to not keep everything bottled up and to have that confidant um, in my dad. And my dad was, you know, more so my best friend in those years that I needed it. Then if I move fast forward, you know, go through all that high school where, you know, you, you had all the insecurities, you know, I didn't like my side profile. I, I thought that I was, you know, ugly duckling and that, you know, that, that no one loved me and everyone hated me and I was ugly and disgusting. And unfortunately, car- comparison is is really a bad thing. You know, you've got yeah. social social media now, but we didn't have to grow up with that. How lucky were we there? But we had magazines, we had movies, we had all of that. And we don't, back then you didn't even think to... Um, go into depth and think, you know, oh, that person's been on a treadmill for 52 hours, you know, to look like that or has starved themselves or has been on like a water-only diet or you look at those models on the catwalk and later in life, you know, all the documentaries and things that have now exposed all of that, you know, they're living off digesting a cotton wool ball with Gatorade on it. But we as children are looking at them going, oh, I wish I looked like that. No, you don't wish you looked like that. You look like this and that's your power, you know. So those pivotal moments there and then getting into adulthood and still carrying that baggage and not owning it, just it was almost like a shame um, that I was ashamed that I'd gone through all of that. So it was still like, you know, I'll just carry all of that burden and just let it eat and fester and and just, you know, be really disgusting in there. Um, through my teens and through my adult, you know, early adult years till I had a rude awakening where I had three beautiful, magnificent years with a, a beautiful man. Um, but sadly, he was taken, uh, passed away through health conditions. He was 26, I was 23. So to learn that grief or not even learn, it was kind of just, of course, it was sudden. So it was thrown upon me. Didn't know how to handle it. Everyone sort of thought that I had it together. But once again, I kept it bottled in. And, you know, we're, you know, we grow up with some sayings, you know, that you should be seen and not heard and, you know, you don't air your laundry outside the home and all that la-da-da-da-da. Well, I'll say I call that BS. It is not healthy to hold anything in, good, the bad, the ugly. You know, like if something yeah. good, you're not going to hold it in. You're going to be like, oh, my God, Kelly, right about it, right about it, right about it. So why? When it's the opposite of that, 
do we not? Oh my God. We're not encouraged to do that. It's like, shh. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yell it from the rooftops. Ideally, not yell it at a person, but, you know, yell at yourself in the mirror. Or, you know, um, some of my students, some of my uh, clients, you know, I've said, get a pillow and be like screaming into the pillow or bash your, your, your bed with the pillow. You know, have that imaginary fight just to get that frustration out. That was a pivotal moment when I realized how much better I felt when I started getting it off my chest. I didn't feel so sick in the stomach anymore. I didn't feel so heavy and weighed down and burdened. I started owning my path and allowing it to fuel me rather than restrain me. And that, I suppose, was the other P, P pivotal moment. I tried to say key and pivotal at the same time. That didn't work. <laughs> um, those were the big ones that were just like, ah. So after losing my first husband, I kind of went down a, a self-sabotage, self-loathing path for a while. But I had to get out of the environment that I was in. And I'm sure, and I know looking back at it now, they meant well. But you got all of those, hi, you okay? And, oh, that didn't help. It actually yeah. made things worse for me. So I actually left the country. I left Australia and went over to England, as you do. Yes. Um, a job opportunity <laughs> happened. So the most um, freeing I felt was being able to share with people what I wanted them to know about me That's and the person great. that I was. And so it was like it was almost if you had those imaginary ripples that you would just start talking and all of the ripples just started flying out of the body, you know, um, you know, big, big gone trauma, big gone grief, big gone anxiety. They never went anywhere, but instead of them being, because there's, there's no miracle cure or, or pill or wand that can go, you no longer will feel this. I still feel the grief, the trauma, the anxiety, all of that but it's how it's felt now. It doesn't grab hold like a vice and, and hang on for dear life and be like, ha-ha, you're stuck with me forever and you're just going to feel like this. Instead, it's kind of like a raindrop that it still affects me, so it'll grab hold and it will still affect me, but it will run off. Yeah. And it will still be there. It's still part of me. It's, it's made me who I am today, but it's allowed me to own it and allow it to fuel my future rather than hold me back, which it did for so long. And I didn't even want to be around me. I was so angry and negative and because I just kept it all in. Yeah. So then when I started realising, hey, I actually feel better, I've talked to someone. Oh, maybe I should keep talking. Oh, and you just feel better and better and better. It's the same with, you know, a lot of people today, and it doesn't matter what the reason is and, and what it is, but, you know, it's like I've got to get something off my chest. You know, that, that a famous saying out there, a well-known saying across the world, yeah. not just in Australia and not, in, not just in the US, you've got to get something off your chest and you feel better after you've gotten it off your chest. So yeah. what I found on my discovery to be who I am today, and this is no disrespect from all of the professionals out there, is it's the same with meal plans, it's the same with exercise, it's the same with relationships, it's the same with makeup, it's the same with clothes. What suits you might not suit me. Exactly. What works for you might not work for me. 
what is the missing piece to the puzzle for you might not even fit or be a, a piece of puzzle in mind. So that was where I find, or that is where I find a lot of us beat ourselves up because it didn't work for us and so that we're the failure. No, absolutely not. You just haven't found the missing piece to your puzzle. And so I went on that discovery journey, saw a lot of professionals, and I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about nutrition. I'm talking about um, mental, physical, emotional, all of that. And again, with my, when I work with my clients, it's not just a set routine that this is what it's going to be, Kelly, and this is going to work for you. No, we talk, we work through things, and that's what it feels like when you do work with me. We just chat. And, and yeah. we're in a, in a safe environment like this. I'm at my home, you're at your home. A majority of people, you would hope that they feel comfortable in their own home right? So for those that don't, that need to not have other ears around, then we can take it out. You know, you and I can take our our technology and go for a walk along the beach, go go for a walk in in, in the wilderness or, um, you know, sit on a park bench and enjoy that sunshine. Or for you, I think it's, you know, contemplating on snowing. Here it's (laughs) contemplating on raining, you know, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah, but I've, that's what I've found, and have started learn started not started many years ago sharing what has brought me to be where I am today, and I tried many things before I got and found those missing part pieces of the puzzle for me, what worked for me. But along that way, I tried a lot of other things. So what works for me may work for you, and we can try that. But as we are walking through that and treading water to see which part of the puzzle works for you, you're not feeling that failure for that part not working or that part not working, which is where a lot of us, we automatically go into that, um, I don't know, you go and get something off the rack. It wasn't made for your body. It was made for that statistical size and shape. So I've owned it to the point where I've got, I think, in Australian sizes, from size 12 up to size 22 in my wardrobe. And I don't go on what the size on the clothing is. I go on how it makes me feel. Great. So, you know, all of us, we've, we've you know, and, and you're telling a fib to yourself if you go, oh, no, I've never had that. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we've, we've been accustomed to it, you know, that you... Um, are a typical, oh, you know, what size are you? Well, what does it matter what size I am? Yeah. I'm, I'm a healthy size. That's what I am. I'm a happy size. That's what I am. So whenever I'm talking with someone, working with someone, I always go off that. I want you to gauge your day's progress on how you feel, not on how you look, not on, on what you wear, but how you feel within yourself because you're stuck with yourself forever, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, duh. If we think about it, though, you know, it's like I've never thought of that. And I actually laughed at myself, which, hey, if you can't laugh at yourself, then what, what can you do, right? But I can remember when I had, like, one of those ah moments and it was like I have been so disrespectful and so hurtful and neglectful and, and harmful to myself over the years, yet, I haven't left. I'm still stuck with me. You know, I'm not going anywhere. So it's kind of like, well, you got to kind of learn to, you know, find that happy medium, you know, to to be happy and start learning to love and respect yourself. And that was another pivotal moment. So while I was overseas, 
it was as if someone woke me up and grabbed me by my clothes, pulled me into the upright position into the in the in the uh, bed, and virtually, you know, wake up. Um, and hearing, how can you expect someone to love and respect you if you don't love and respect yourself? Uh, oh my! And that was another like, the um, yeah, that makes so much sense yeah. that. You know, there I was wondering why I was having all of these not-so-nice people surrounding me and having all of that negativity and um, just not-nice people, you know. Um, But I was also being one of those not-so-nice people at that time. So it was kind of like, you know, like for like, you attract what you put out. You know, those were conversations or words that I'd not been surrounded by. Like we're talking... I'm 44, 45 this year. So we're talking like my early 20s. So a lot of self-development, a lot of, you know, what's a life coach? Back then, no one knew. If you said the word coach, we'd think it's our our, our football team or our, or our netball or our swimming coach, you know, whereas now it's across the field. It's like, oh, okay, what kind of coach are you? Whereas before it was a foreign thing. And I actually fell into coaching, didn't even know I was doing it. I was already coaching. Um, before I knew what I was. And then I realised that the product that was bringing them to me was, you know, only only 25% commission at the time, um, yet they were getting 100% of my time coaching. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's why they keep coming back. Like the added bonus is the garment, but that's what they're coming for is for me. Right. And they used to call it, and it was funny, so we'll share the little private joke, which won't be private because, of course, the hello world, here we are, <laughs> is that I was, a, I was a bra lady. I was a bra fitter. And, you know, we made the joke that, you know, you, you have an uplifting experience. Well, it's true. It should be true. <laughs> but, but I look at it now and I'm like, yeah, I can now coach people with their clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said that. To the you know my 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 group my empowered group that um, you know started and back on that journey with me all those years ago, we can make a joke of it now um, because they're like true yes you know we look back at it you empowered me so much and you know you felt in those times the things that people shared with me you know you peeled back some of those layers and that they're like you know this is my relationship at home or this is my relationship with my mother or my child or myself and unknowingly. I was helping them and giving them that that support that they needed in other ways. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I've got so many of those jokes. So there's some of the pivotal moments, but I think the key one, which is how we were connected, is a few years ago I actually had to put everything on hold. I had to close all the tabs and work on me again and learn to discover who I was again and get to know the new me. And that all happened from a migraine. Oh, my. Um, And I think, you know, I think back to it now, so many, like, don't, um, oh, I can't think of the right word, but, you know, don't joke about having a migraine. Like, I used to think, oh, yeah, okay, migraine, yeah, no biggie. Well, this one Mm -hmm. hospitalised me and I actually came out of the hospital a different person. Wow. That I went in. So for the last few years I've closed, I closed the books I needed to empower myself. I needed to be my own empower coach and learn what I needed assistance with, what 
wasn't such my strong strengths anymore. And a lot of that was my speaking. You know, I, I earn a living from speaking, whether it be online, whether it be in person or whether it be on stage. And I was getting my words mixed up. Oh. But my, my brain and my mouth were, weren't on the same planet. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was on the same planet at times. And I also felt like I was a, a stranger in my own body and mind. So like things that I knew that I used to be able to do, I'd go to do and wasn't doing them. So thankfully I, I still could walk and talk. But what happened was when I went for my checkup after I'd gotten out of hospital with my doctor, he looked up the report and he said the type of migraine and the magnitude of the migraine is um, you're now in recovery, the equivalent of having a stroke. Wow. And so when when that was said to me, I was like, okay, that, that you know, that's like, yeah. but it also made sense that, and of course, then you ask, well, how long is it going to take? And he's like, well, it'll take as long as your mind, body and soul needs. And I'm like, great. So because I was getting my words muddled, the last thing I wanted was to say the wrong thing or use the wrong tone with a client. So yeah. I even used to confuse my kids. I'd say yes when I meant no, and I'd say no when I meant yes, but my brain didn't know that I'd said the wrong word. So my kids were like, Mom, my husband was like, darling, I love you, but you're confusing me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Or we'd have a conversation, I'd leave the room, and I'd come back, and I'd be like, what are you doing? You just said I should do that. And I'm like, oh. Oh, my. So there was some fun stuff, um, hand-eye coordination, and multitasking, I used to be a key, you know, like what woman isn't, you know, used to be having all the, all the balls up in the air at the same time and, you know, catch them all. No, but I'm thankful, you know, now this is coming up to this, this November would be three years. I've just started treading water and, and, you know, dipping my toe back in it this year. And as you can see, you haven't given me any confused looks. So I would say that no. my speaking, you know, it's almost there, but I am still, I call myself now the Christy 2.0. Because that version of me beforehand, it's not completely the person that I am now. But I've had to come to learn that, you know. It's the same with if anyone goes through a life-changing moment, whether it be inner body, outer body, mind, body or soul, you've got to come to terms and learn to, you know, who you are again. So that's brought me to be sharing on these platforms and the podcast and having those conversations now is that, I've empowered myself over the past few years to the point now where I'm opening my books and having these opportunities to share with people. And I have had some professional help in regards to um, rehabilitation and more stimulating the brain in regards to having these kinds of conversations again, whereas I didn't for a while. So they're, they're the pivotal moments and that's a snapshot of, you know, the trauma, the grief, the anxiety all of that that I've been through uh, to be here I am today. So, oh my gosh, so much, Christy. Oh, wow. So, and that's kind of what realizing that everyone goes through transition and I feel like women in particular go through, I think, even more transitional moments in their life. Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. 
visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. So I picked up a, a couple of yours and we'll get to a couple questions of tips of how you that we can share with our listeners of how you identified this is going on and here's what, you know, what I need to do with that. But I, I heard also that you did identify, you know what, I've been through all of this so I can help other people. Um, and, you know, through my experiences. So, so how did you turn all that around to, to deliver what you're doing now to help other people advance towards their most confident self. Absolutely. So it's, I use quite a few visual aids. So we're, we're going to take ourselves back and some of the, some of the listeners may need to Google this because, uh, you know, not everyone's from our, our same generation, but uh, we're going to go back to like Roadrunner and the Coyote where they've got the, the angel and the devil on their shoulders. Okay. And I can remember at times all through my age, all, all, all through my age, all through my life, um, where, you know, you'd have the, oh, you know, don't do that. No, you'll get in trouble or do it, do it. Um, or, you know, go and go and eat that, you know, disgusting fried, you know, for the third meal today, you know. You deserve it. You know, you just spend an hour on the treadmill or whatever, you know, my mindset was at that time. But what I found is one of those key pivotal moments is everyone has an opinion. But whether it's the right missing piece to your puzzle is for you to decide, not anyone else. So I found that listening to me and what worked for me rather than what everyone else was doing, there was so much, you know, like I, I went through, I suppose, what I, the journey I went through for, so I suppose, the key pivotal 12 years of personal development that I went through the big wake up call was, you know, after the grief of losing my first husband that, you know, waking up, how, how can I, you know, love, have, expect others to love and respect me if I don't love and respect myself. That was a big wake up call for me. And again, it was no, no one external. It was my inner voice saying to me, you know, that you, you're your number one person. You need to learn what will and won't work for you, what you're happy with and what you're not happy with. And to not be a version of you for someone else. It's, it's got to be what you're happy with, you know. Yeah. So that was, it, it's hard to, I suppose, explain out there, but it's something that I teach. So when you go and book and have consults with other professionals, um, you know, they've had their PhDs that they've gone at university and stuff. I've gotten my PhD in life. Yeah. And uh, with that, we talk it through. And my end goal, is that you don't need to continue to see me every day or every week for the rest of your life. That you, while we find the right tools for you while we're working, so that you then have them and equipped with them, with yourself, that when things arise, because it will, you don't always un, uh, unwrap all the, and peel back all the layers to your Pandora's box and be able to get it all off your chest in either the 12 weeks up to 12 months, depending on what we're working with. Yeah. So therefore, and, and I have it, you know, when people send it into my inbox, I had that conversation with myself today. What would Christy do? What would Christy say? So what I do is I come out of 
I, I look, you know, have like an out-of-body experience for yourself. So you share something with me, Kelly, and then I would be like, okay, this could be how you see it. And you're like, yes, that's how I see it, or no, that's not how I see it. And I'm like, well, this is another way you could see it. So what I've learned over those real the nitty-gritty of 12 years of self-development, I've got all of that in my in my toolbox. So when we talk, again, I can give some life, you know, I can give some little tidbits. Surround yourself with positivity. Do your best to get as much negativity out, out of your way. And it's the same with, you know, you might hate exercising. Why do you hate exercising? You've got to love you. You've got to treat yourself. This vessel is all you got. You know, we've already said that. So you've got to treat it with love and respect. And I think I shared it just the other day on, my, on, on one of the posts that I put out there that I used to loathe exercising because I felt blur. Funny that. But did I feel blur after I'd exercised? No. You feel great. So, yeah, that's it. So it's the same with the positivity. If you are in a room and you've got the group over there like, and then you've got the others going, ah, which one are you going to be drawn to? Exactly. Well, you hope. That you yeah, go, oh, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to go over there because I feel blurred today. You'd hope that you've got the, you know, the 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 um, devil and the angel on your shoulders, and they'd be like drawing you over to the fun because it bounces off you. It, it, it's uh, what do you call it? Contagious, you know. It, it you so you need to surround yourself with positivity. So have a think about the music that you're playing, the people that you're hanging around, um, what books are you reading, what what shows are you watching, and <clears throat> um, what music are you listening to. Like that's your vibes, you know. So like if yeah. you've got a job that you really don't like, uh, if you're not in the position to be able to change it and do something that you really like and, and, and are enjoying at that moment, then you're going to have to prepare yourself and put your armour on, so whatever that looks like. So whether it's, you know, you know um, champion songs, warrior songs, you know, or it could be like real raw songs. It's like whatever get you on that good note listen to that before you go to work so whether yeah. you've got the kids in the car pop them out of the car and even if you just sit for five minutes in the car park before you go in and and get you know get all that goodness and you walk in instead of going morning and then going there and all day or hello you'd be like morning morning morning, morning. <laughs> and so you're sharing that and then of course they're either going to be like oh or they're going to be like ah. Oh, yeah. So there's some of the tips, but the biggest one, and this is what I've, I've really been adamant to, you know, my sons are 11 and 13 this year, has have been a really huge cheer squad for them to learn what fills their cup. Ah. Oh. So, and what languages of love, if no one knows what their language of love is, oh my goodness, go and have a look. It's on audio. There's multiple ones now. There's ones for children. The five love languages. You can there's a I think a professional one, there's a relationship one, there's a kids one, and then there's just the the original, which is what I started with. Learning my love language, learning my children's, learning my husband's, and then after we talk, I learn what you know everyone else's is. Yeah, it gives me a more of an understanding of why you are the way you are, and same with my kids. So same with you know, did you feel loved growing up? 
you know, do you feel loved in your relationship? And some people might be like, you know, you only see what's on the outside, but you might be like, oh, you know, that they, they were a really great power couple or they were great friends and, you know, but how come they didn't work out? Because they weren't fueling each other's love language. Yeah, I think so, that happens a lot with couples, oh, unfortunately. So <laughs> Absolutely. And so the, the big thing there with filling the cup in your love language is having an outlet to let yourself have that cup filled and to be listening to your body, not ignoring it when you need a refill. So rather than, you know, talking to you and I I, I haven't filled my cup, Kelly, yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. Instead of, morning, how are you going? Oh, my God, thank you so much for being here. My cup is overflowing. So one of my things that helps me fill my cup is my animals and my family. So knowing that my horses are happy and healthy, knowing that my dogs are happy and healthy, knowing that my family is happy and healthy helps me and encourages me and fuels me to continue to stay happy and healthy. And it's the same with that, you know, it's a really regular saying, if you're on a plane and in an emergency, please fit your own oxygen mask first before others. Whereas in some generations, but also even in today's generations, depending on how you've been brought up and what the family's background is, you might be the caregiver. You might be the home warrior that you are expected to, you know, have all of the juggling happening and and having everything great, plus go and work all day, plus be the amazing mother, wife, you know, daughter, sister, everything. We're only human. There's only so much that one person can handle and what you can handle might not be what I can handle and vice versa. So learn what fills your cup. My husband's is exercise. He loves running and uh, we can actually combine ours. I can ride my horse and he runs next to the horse. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, That's there, there's, there's, there's video footage of it on my page. You, you have a look at it. And I'm not sure who enjoys it more, the horse or him. You know, it's <laughs> it's like follow the leader. He's like this big, giant, you know, puppy dog. Um, and then my kids, you know, one of them sports, one of them theatre. For me, it's my animals, you know, I, to making, you know, making them have a good life helps me and fills my cup back up. That's great. So, I could keep going, but that that's what I'm going to give, you know, that's what I'm going to give the, the listeners in the audience, you know, that. There, there's some great. of those golden nuggets that, that have helped and helped my clients as well. Those are great. Thank you for sharing those. I, that, that's mm. just, it is so important, I think, for, and, you know, I've had quite a few guests give the oxygen mask analysis, and I just, I think it is, it's so so universal. Um, and I think being talked about even more, especially amongst women is it is good and okay for you to put your oxygen mask on first. It's okay for you to do your self-care and identify your love language and ask for it. It's okay. Yes. So I love that. So where can our listeners find you and what are you doing at this point to help others identify those things and, and move forward. And mm. this will, so if you're driving, it will be in the show notes. So yes, Christy yes, will go yes. over it, but it'll be there. My, my first and last name, most people need to have it spelt. So yes, there'll, there'll be links in, in uh, listening to this. So I work 
all over the world. So I can be online or in person. So depending if you're not on the Fraser Coast of Queensland, you know, we're reaching all all areas of the world today. So thanks to technology like this, we can, you know, we can still work one-on-one in the environment. So as a celebration for me to be have empowered myself enough to be able to feel confident and comfortable to start and continue my empower journey to empower others, women and teens, is I'm offering to celebrate that a hour of empower with myself. So you can get a taste of what I can offer and you can nut out just maybe a few obstacles that, you know, that might help you be put on a better behalf. Or it could just be a discovery session where you learn, okay, yes, you know, I need Christy in my life and this is the path that we're going to take from here on in, you know. So, um, you know, that you are worthy and when you believe it, others will believe it too. And for you ladies and gents, because I know, you know, it's not just going to be women listening to this, you know, for the, for the daughters in your life, for the wives in your life, for the, you know, for your significant other in your life, spend time and energy on what really matters and what is worthy of your time. And one of my biggest, you know, moments that I've listened and heard, and every time I hear it, it's like, that's so true, but we don't think about it. And being, you know, comfortably, beautifully confident on, you know, your podcast, this is something that I I think everyone should be able to relate to. And if they don't, then, you know, that might have more questions starting for them would be when your time in life comes to an end and you're reminiscing about the life that you have lived, will you be thinking about your wobbly bits will you be thinking about the size of your clothes or what some people would call your imperfections no you'll be looking back and thinking about your loved ones and the memories that you have shared the places you have been the connections that you have made you won't be thinking of all of those things yet we spend so much time and energy on them now but you've got to look at that big picture people you've got to look at that big picture and there's always someone watching you and I don't mean that in a creepy way I mean that in a good way (laughs) so my kids my kids are always watching always listening you know and you think that they might not be in hearing distance or things like that or you might think that you're alone in your in the bathroom or bedroom or something and you might inner voice might come out they hear that and they take that on board so who is watching and again I mean that in a good way And think about, you know, have that conversation with yourself. Am I leading by example? Am I wanting those people, whether it be my fellow colleagues, whether it be my clients, whether it be the students that I have the opportunity to work with, am I leading by example? You know, do I want them to, to follow in my footsteps? And if you're going, oh, no, I don't want anyone to follow my footsteps, then sit down and have a serious discussion with yourself and think why. Why do I not want someone to follow in my footsteps? And if they don't, if they're clearly saying to you, oh, you know, mum, I know that I don't want to do what you do or or vice versa, um, you know, sons and daughters, then you want to have a think about that and go, okay, well, what path are they on and how can I help them to fill their cup? How can I teach them or show them? Because otherwise we have those burnouts, we have those blowouts, you know, where my kids might come home and I'm their safe place. So they might be like, I had a really bad day today. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> and, you know, great. by the time we get home, it's like we're out of the car with, okay, that's un- that's unraveled, that's offloaded. Cool. Let's let's go and, you know, have afternoon tea or, let you know, let's go and spend time in the um, with the, the animals, you know, or each other. Yeah. So 
that's, I suppose, my, my parting messages for people, you know, for them to really think about what, what they want out of life. And it doesn't matter what your age is. Absolutely. There's someone that's still going to be around you and looks up to you. Like I can remember, you know, my, uh, depending on society, you know, if someone says, what do they look like? So like, you know, oh, you know, Kelly, what does Christy look like? Majority of us will automatically go with, oh, she's got, you know, she wears bright colours, you know, she wears, she got crazy curly hair and, you know, loves red. But does that say anything about the person that I actually am? We all automatically go for the looks. Mm -hmm. I'm classified as a plus size. I'm classified as curvy. And I can remember having a conversation and it felt like I was virtually slapped in the face, had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine, one of my dearest friends, and she's got the complete opposite body shape to me. She's got dead straight hair, blonde, and, you know, anything off the rack could fit her. Whereas me, it's kind of like, Let's let's give it a go. Let's see if that works. <laughs> and I can remember having a conversation with her where I wished back then, before I did the work, I wished I was more like her. And what do you think her thought process was? She, could she be wished more she like was more you. like me. <laughs> and then you're like, what? Really? Yeah. Oh. And then it's like a ding. Yeah. We always yeah. want what we don't have. We always compare ourselves to a lot of unachievable things you know we we know a lot of stuff now you know because of social media because of good old google and youtube and all those kind of things there's so much more out there now that we can find the answers and know um that it took them you know three weeks of starving themselves to look like that for the catwalk or that they haven't had a proper meal in 12 years you know, right. so I love my food. My body, <laughs> excuse me, loves my food. Uh, not loves my food, loves food. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I'm not going to deprive it of food, but I'm going to also not torture it with the wrong food. Yeah. So you've got to love and respect yourself with your, the way you talk to yourself, the way that you fuel yourself, the way that you nourish yourself. And, you know, this is a big thing for the kids and as an adult, this is a huge golden nugget for people as well, is treat yourself the way that you want others to treat you. So you're leading by example. So if I'm loving and respecting myself, I'm expecting you to love and respect me as well. So if I'm not getting it reciprocated, it's like, well, hang on a minute. And I know that for a long time was really hard, which we all usually do. You know, there's either someone in the family, whether it be the uncle, whether it be the mum, or whether it be the sister or the neighbour, that um you know tries to bring you down you know you brought yourself back up and then you're just like oh you're allowing those people to have time you know and they're not even an expert in that field or they're not even someone's that does what that person think of you really should it really have an impact on your life yeah. who's living that life yeah you are not them um and what's that one that that a lot of people say um uh, to their students and things like that what others' opinions of me is none of my business. Yes, exactly. Uh, that is that is a phrase that has released a lot for me. And that's what you've got to find. You've got to find that that cheer squad within yourself with whether it be one of those key statements, you know, leading by example. Are you leading by example? So have that conversation. You know, you might have to have a reality check with yourself and go, Christy, are you leading by example today or in this moment? And you don't have a bad day 
week, month or year, you have a bad moment. But it's how we allow that to either own us, consume us, swallow us whole, or whether we allow it to fuel us and it be a part of us. You know, don't ever be ashamed or guilty or, or feel that, you know, you deserved it. It happened. Let's allow that to, let's give yourself permission to own it and not be disgraced by it, not be embarrassed or humiliated by it. Let's allow that to fuel you rather than consume you. Yeah. Oh, well, Christy, thank you so much for sharing everything that you have. Um, and like I said, all of our notes will be in the in the show notes so that you can connect with Christy. So if you heard something, listeners, that you thought, oh my gosh, I yeah, that's how I'm feeling. And I would love a little empowerment. Um, please check out our show notes so that you can connect with Christy. Thank you so much for being here today, Christy. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much, everyone. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.